Good morning. For those of you that have arrived in the last few days, I've been exploring the seven factors of enlightenment or the seven factors of awakening over this uh, month so far, and we will be continuing with that exploration with our morning reflections and also with the uh, Dhamma talks in the evening. So this morning, we'll be exploring the fifth factor of enlightenment, which is tranquility. So reflecting for just a bit this morning on the direct experience of this fifth factor, tranquility. It's translated in a couple of different ways as tranquility out of uh, samatha in Pali or pasadi. The subtle bodily and mental disturbances that are connected with deep appreciation and gladness and joy and rapture, all of these fairly subtle bodily and mental disturbances, they disappear with the arising calm and quiet. They disappear with the serene pleasure of tranquility. When we experience tranquility, we feel pleasure. When pleasure is felt, the mind becomes more deeply concentrated. And if all this takes place in the light of no grasping, no attachment, and not identifying with our experience, it will quite naturally unfold. There can be a feeling of composure, of smoothness, a quietness, a gentleness and stillness within the body and mind as tranquility develops and deepens. And we find that this occurs without making any special effort. The various states that may have caused consciousness to be disturbed or quieted, as I've already mentioned. Disturbances or even sometimes distress in relationship to feelings of pleasant or unpleasant and distress that's related to various intentional or volitional thoughts, the inclination or the intent to say or to do or not say or not do with the arising and the development of tranquility, it begins to be tranquilized, quieted. The movements of the mind towards, the movements of the mind and heart away from are stilled. Mental and physical disturbances are cooled out, we could say, 
when this experience of very deep calm is present in us. I'm sure that many, if not all of you, have felt this to some degree, at least for a few moments, and maybe for longer at times in your practice. There's very little, if any, discomfort. Tranquility can be called the heart of easefulness. The power of tranquility is in its capacity to provide a momentary relief or relief for a longer period of time from feeling the agitation caused in the mind and the body in relationship to all the various hindrances and relationship from the agitation that comes from discursive and conceptual thought as well as relief from the subtle agitation related to various other states of mind. And maybe needless to say, tranquility is a place that's very easy to get attached to and also very possibly to get confused about. The confusion sometimes coming up as, oh, this is it. This is it. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way I want it to be all of the time. As soon as we cling on or try to make it ours, try to make it mine, I want, oh, I'm so tranquil. That sort of relationship to tranquility. The contraction that happens of I and mine quite immediately shuts down this heart of easefulness. And we're again on the road to experience being unsatisfactory. We've temporarily lost our way, we could say. What's most important at these times is to give a very wise and careful attention to call up the chief, to call up mother mindfulness as quickly as we're able to, seeing and knowing that there's clinging, that there's identification, that there's a contraction in the heart, in the mind, and maybe also in the body, seeing and knowing what is, and knowing that tranquility is no longer present in us, Knowing this, and this is important, knowing this without any layers of self-judgment or evaluation. Tranquility in relationship to our practice is actually completely impersonal. It's a beautiful state and it's not mine. It's not me, it's not who I am. It's simply one of the experiences and one of the tools for traversing the map that leads to liberation. In the unfolding of our journey, tranquility creates a readiness for traversing the map to the next place, we could say. 
So as we've looked at so far with each of the various factors of awakening, what is the nutriment? What is the act of nourishment and sustenance to be given to the heart and the mind for the arising, the development, the fulfillment, and the perfection of this enlightenment factor of tranquility. The foremost nutriment for the arising and development of tranquility, as it is for every single other enlightenment factor, is giving a careful and wise attention to tranquility itself whenever it's in the body, the heart, and the mind. Recognizing it, acknowledging it, and accepting its presence, seeing and knowing it clearly. In contrast to this, not giving a careful and wise attention to tranquility of body and mind is what the Buddha called denourishment, meaning that this lack of attention is what prevents the unarisen factor of tranquility from arising and what prevents or blocks the already arisen enlightenment factor of tranquility from developing and maturing. And it's not about fixating on it. It's not about looking around for it. It's not about trying to get it. But really, just very simply, mindfully noticing it when it's present. With the heart of acceptance, but with no clinging. So it's really very simple. Very simple, but not always so easy. The other conditions that nourish tranquility are, and we have these here at the Forest Refuge, nutritious food, a congenial climate, sitting in a pleasant and at the same time appropriately stable posture for your practice, and keeping to the middle, as it's called, meaning making an effort towards neutrality, in relationship to all the various physical and mental phenomena that comes around. And an important uh, nutriment for this factor and for us in relationship to the way that we live our life overall is about cultivating spiritual friends. So very important. Cultivating friends who are sustenance, Friends who nourish this deep work of awakening. And specifically in relationship to the enlightenment factor of tranquility, to, as much as possible, associate with calm people. And as much as might be possible, to not spend a lot of time with restless people. And as much as possible to avoid spending time with violent people. And lastly, we're encouraged to make a resolve to incline the mind, incline the heart 
towards the establishment of this enlightenment factor of tranquility. And to know when calm, when tranquility is present in us. And to know when it's absent in us. And to know how this enlightenment factor comes to arise and how its development comes about. When the body, heart, and mind are tranquil, the mind is then prepared for deepening concentration. And at this point, the mind and heart are very strong. Calm, quiet, tranquility is for this purpose, we could say. And it's the most immediate cause for concentration to arise. Mm-hmm. 